Hey, we're live with uh, Fatherhood Talks. This is Guillermo, and I have a good, awesome guest here, a very special dad here, uh, Jerry. So, Jerry, what's going on? Not a whole lot. And so, uh, we're here today, and we're talking about something interesting, uh, that uh, you've had a good experience uh, going through uh, our program, and also with Fatherhood, and being a mentor so tell us a little bit what, what what was that experience like going through um, a revelation of fatherhood the experience was great um it helped me and guided me through a lot of things through fatherhood that i did not know did not understand and uh, did not care to change about myself and my previous fatherhood ways if you will um, the experience through the program really opened up my mind um, opened up my heart and guided me to different directions that I'm still exploring. Because mm-hmm. I noticed when we were in the class uh, that uh, you were, I, I sense frustration, which is pretty normal. I sense Very you know, much so. tension. While at the same time, I noticed <clears throat> you were very in tune to what is going around with you in the class, your classmates, but also what uh, what was being talked about. I noticed uh, you're very absorbed in that. What what, what grabbed your attention that you felt that was significant? Uh, Learning, learning period, and then learning about fatherhood. Uh, Things that all fathers, the perfect father to the least perfect father, should always be curious about is learning how to be a better dad, period. Um, What you offered in the class was science-based. That caught my attention. Um, there was no arguing with that. Mm-hmm. And um, the way you taught the class, the way you got everybody's attention and how everybody else in there, being fathers themselves, opened up and shared. Mm-hmm. It made it easier to learn, made it more um, interesting. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed about you was you asked a question a certain way that really a lot of men actually would like to ask is you were a straight up guy and asking what I'm doing is this right or is this wrong you were not afraid to ask that question and when you asked that question you opened a lot of doors for other fathers to start asking hey I need to know A is this good B is this wrong and C what are my options what was that like for you seeing that and experiencing that? Well, me not knowing that was the reason that I asked that question was because I think that I had all the answers. I thought that I had all the ways of being a father, a single father at that. I had thought I had all that down. Then the situation happened where I got put in this class to begin with and then I started doubting myself. Then you have other entities putting doubt in, into you as well, and you think you've been doing a good job, and then it sheds a different light on it. So when asking that question, am I doing it right, am I doing it wrong, and then whether, what are my other options, it's all a matter of, a, of opinion. What I was doing, I thought was a tradi- traditional sense, mind you, even though I was a single dad, there's, you know, right. um, I was doing it in a traditional sense where... Um, 
I was sitting my children down, for instance, I think I recall the question, and I was sitting my children down for dinner every night. Right. And I'm doing this as a single father, and it was important for me to have family time together, and dinner was one. The situation came up. My daughter spoke to this other entity, and they turned it on me as if I was a control freak because I would not allow my children to have dinner anywhere else other than with me at the table. They made me feel that that was wrong. Coming to this class, you open up that platform where I could be honest with myself, honest with you, and honest with other fathers, mm-hmm. where they made me doubt that. The answer that you gave me was what I wanted to hear, and I think it was true to a sense that um, I was doing it right. What I could have done, what you opened up for me, was that there was... Um, another way to approach it. There was a different way to uh, cater, if you will, to right. my children. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, have been a little bit more flexible. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And because it, it really was, uh, uh, it really was a point to where what I said went. That was it. When I said it was done. Right. And I tried to implement that not only at dinner, uh, bedtime, mm-hmm. homework, um, getting ready for school, everything else. And it in retrospect, it was a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But also, I remember that conversation was there is nothing wrong. And as a matter of fact, that's disappearing in fatherhood and families is where meals used to mean it was a sacred ritual. And now it's becoming to a point where it's not a sacred ritual. And I remember you asking, wanting my family to sit down at the table as a ritual of connection, now that's being put into question. And the reality is, no, that's what we need. And the flexibility, I'm glad you used that word, but the flexibility means is if our children want to sit on the couch and eat, then we all sit down on the couch and eat. If you want to eat outside, then we are all going to sit together outside and we're going to eat. And I never gave them that. But... That's the option, to be yes. flexible, to be yes. optional. If we're going to eat in the car, because we got to go somewhere, then we all eat in the car <laughs> together. And I think that's the flexibility we were talking about. But as far as having my family together in sacred rituals as eating, then, you know, yes. Yeah. So <clears throat> as we progressed, I also noticed, um, I noticed that you became uh, kind of the leader of the class. You are a natural born leader of the class and, and, and saying, no, guys, we need to talk about this. You know, let's be honest of what is really going on. So what was that like now transitioning from you come uh, you experience the full effect of the program and now you decided, hey, I want to learn how to become a mentor. But when we get into that mentorship, uh, you shared something about being a single dad. Into right now in 2019. Share us a little bit. What, what is that like being a single down in right now in 2019? It's very hard. Uh, it's very complex and it's very involved. Uh, there is absolutely nothing easy about it. Uh, there's a hundred guys out there. 99 out of a hundred guys would say, "I would love being a single dad. I would love to be." Everything that, go, everything that goes with it. I want all my kids right now. Yes, yeah, I, want I, can all the kids. I can do it all. And the truth is, yes, you probably can do it all. And the truth is, yes, you'd probably be in control of your family. But it's one of the hardest things 
to that any any man, any family man, any mother, single mother, single father can take. Um, and not only am I a single father, I'm a single father to a seven-year-old autistic child. My son is with autism, I should say. And I'm a single father to a 16-year-old daughter who has a go-getter mentality. She's a great kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an outstanding scholar athlete. She's still 16, still going. But through. she's still 16. And she, that was where it got harder for me. Um, the situation, my situation in particular was the fact that we had my son, who's, it's Joe, it's the three of us. We had him and he's a handful, period. To raise a, mm-hmm. a child with autism takes two parents, a family, and a village. The, any, anybody who in the world who has a child with autism will vouch for that. Uh, except it was the three of us, so it took a toll on me. It took a toll on my daughter and the, our support system, except my pride, except the way that I was raised and the mold of being the the provider the i can do it i'm a man all i have to do is just pick up my boots keep moving forward and everything will be all right that was how i took this single fatherhood experience mm-hmm. period uh come to find out in retrospect after only after all the, at what had happened and these classes that opened up my mind and my uh, my father, my parenting, um, was I able to admit that, no, it's not easy. No, it's not easy for my daughter. No, it's not easy for the both of us. I need help. I reached out for help. Um, in the process of raising, being a single dad and, and raising these two beautiful children, raising my seven-year-old son took 90% of my time, effort, and energy which was unfair to my daughter, who is... Unfair, unfair to you also. Yes, very unfair to me. Uh, there was no me time. Mm-hmm. There was no self-care. I did not know that existed until I took your class. Um, uh, it, was, it was unfair to us as a, as a unit. I put so much pressure on myself and my daughter that uh, a lot of responsibility on my daughter that you know she should have just been a teenager growing up with hormones and curiosities that I, you know, which crushed me on a whole different level. Yes, and um, it 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 took it took so much out of us that uh, I kind of I did shun my daughter. She was reaching out to me, asking me questions that made me uncomfortable. And instead of having an open mind and an open ear and being a good listener, I did the uh, I'm the dad. Go ask your mom or your grandma. I don't want to hear that stuff. I, uh, you're not gonna leave the house till you're thirty type right. of attitude. So in and essence, it, you started to shut her out. It crushed her, and mm-hmm. and it did. And I didn't know that I was doing that. I just thought that, um, that's not my role. It's not my role, and I was wrong. Uh, as being a single parent, you have to be mom and dad, whether you're a single father or a single mother. That's the truth. So being a single dad, in a way, has opened your eyes that you have a whole new profound respect for single mothers. Because Absolutely. Because you, now you see what they go through as a single mom, now being a single dad. Absolutely. Um, because I was not raised by a single mom or single dad. I was raised with both my parents and everybody around me 
was raised with both their parents through struggles, through um, healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. They, I guess that's just how we were raised. Uh, I only knew of single parents as I got older. Mm-hmm. And then teenage moms of single parents. And uh, some friends of mine, as I got into high school and college and trade schools, and, and I wasn't sheltered by no means. It just wasn't the norm. Right. Um, so now I, growing up yeah. with two parents and going from two parents now, let's fast forward to being a single dad and having all these uh, these th- issues that you have to deal with, uh, it's kind of conflicting because this is how I was raised, but this is not my situation that I'm dealing yes. with. Yes, absolutely. Um, so now... Dealing with your daughter and now dealing with your son, and you're talking about you see how it has affected, and a lot of parents, you said something very powerful, Jerry, was I wasn't aware that I was doing that. And now you're at a place where now you are aware because now it's transitioned from you completed uh, this uh, fathering program, and now talk about you now transitioning into what that mentor experience is like the tran- the transition is is the best part and because i'm learning still at my mm-hmm. age at my my children who i have custody of right now are not my only children i have children who are old, older and the transition is by far one of the best transitions that i've ever made in my life um Growing, learning, evolving, having an open mind, being a better listener on my end, I'm speaking for myself personally, has made me a better person, period. Mm -hmm. I've always been the type of guy who can delegate and dictate. Like you said, if I had these these leadership qualities that you've seen, I run my adult life at work like that, around my friends. I mean, when you're playing ball, I mean, anything, somebody's got to be that person and I took that mentality to my family uh, especially my daughter which was probably not the best thing the best approach I should say mm-hmm. um, but through the program through the transitioning through the enlightenment if you will mm-hmm. I've become a much better individual which I now consider myself I've always considered myself the base the battery for my family but now I am aware of self-care. I'm aware of being a better listener. I'm aware of being open-minded. I'm aware of uh, how you had mentioned earlier, giving options with flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the transition is mm-hmm. it's great. And so in the mentor program, while you were experiencing the mentor program, you discovered a resource that has to deal with autism. Tell me more about that. Yes. We have been involved. I have been involved with autism resources up until this point at a very, very minimum. I mean, hardly anything. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, our, our lives have been going through another transition, which is a good one, a positive one. Mm-hmm. And together as a family, we reached out to any baby can. It's a San Antonio-based autism network, and uh, we went to a walk for autism. Okay. We what was that to, like? That was a great experience. 
We showed up uh, on these fairgrounds somewhere outside of San Antonio. As soon as we got there, I was amazed at the number of people that were there. And I'm thinking this is the number that half of those people have to be involved for volunteer purposes. We're talking anywhere between a thousand to two thousand people deep and all families with children with autism got there was in awe with the site then we got to meet people got to meet resources we spent the first hour just meeting people networking and i found so many resources so many outlets so many parents going through the same situation and so many parents that had been through our situation and not warning us, but giving us a heads up of things to come. And of course, every child with autism is different. For instance, we met this older couple mm-hmm. who had a 17-year-old son. My son is seven. Mm-hmm. And we're talking this, this family has gone through several phases of autism and puberty right. and growing up. Everything that comes with, with it. Because my son being autistic... He's a very bright kid and a very normal kid to some extent. Correct. So we know life is going to happen regardless. Right. Well, this family was giving us insight on things that we never would have ever imagined. For instance, I don't want to really elaborate on their situation, but one thing that they did tell us, and this happened the night before, was uh, as you get older, as your son gets older, we get older. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. We're going to get more older and feeble if... It's just a natural law. Mm -hmm. So they suggested, and it's a known thing through this community outreach program, is to go, what they had advised us to do was go to your local fire station, Mm -hmm. introduce yourselves, give them your address, give them a card and say, hey, you know what? A person with autism, not only with autism, but other disabilities, what you're doing is you're just... Informing. informing and giving authorities, other authorities who are going to react, be first responders, mm-hmm. whether the situation is a crisis, whether the situation is um, an emergency, an emergency, or uh, anything along those lines, they will know to react. And I, I, thought, I thought to myself, imagine how that would, how effective that would be if you know, we went through the situation that this family was telling us about, and we had to call emergency EMS, responders, emergency, and they knew what. To expect what to expect, and they wouldn't go in there because in today's society that we had discussed this before, you see it all over TV. Um, cops are trigger happy. People are quick to judge, quick to respond, uh, and make then, assumptions. And on the other side of that coin, my son or anyone else's son who is autistic and their disability has to do with mental issues, they're not going to be aware of it, so and they're not going to respond. They're not going to respond. So if you meet them halfway and you you do this to begin with, you're going to hopefully eliminate half of the chaos that's going to ensue, if you will. Possible chaos, yeah. Possible chaos. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a pessimist and say everything's going to be bad and, and happen. Right. But no, I mean, just the information, you're just sharing information and it's not anything that's going to uh, put you in any harm's way whatsoever. Right. So you're that, trying to prevent any misunderstanding. Period. period. And uh, when they, this family was telling us this, I, I was I never thought of that. Never would have thought of that angle. I never would have thought of that approach. That was one great thing. The other one was we finished the race, and we were somewhere in the middle towards the end of the race. And people, you're talking, for one child, 
you're talking 20 deep, everybody wearing the same shirts, everybody's involved, everyone else like loving it. And here we are, uh, myself, my son, and his mom. We're walking, and I, and I saw this guy walking towards us, and I asked him if he could take a picture of us finishing the race, and he did. And he, him and his wife reached out to us, and they started speaking to us about our son. It just so happened to be that both our sons are the same age. Both mm-hmm. of them are on the same side. They're on the spectrum, but they're a little bit more towards... It's not so severe. Right. You know? The lower spectrum. Yeah, the lower end of the spectrum. So we started speaking to them. Uh, they actually got some of their family members to entertain our son and his son, and they pulled us to the side, and they were talking to us about how to be a couple, how to live with families of autism. This guy almost had me to tears telling me that him and his wife, as his son got older and the autism started to kick in and life started to kick in, were at their wit's end. You know, and They work, and they have a house, and life is going on. They have other children. They just did not know how to deal with the situation. They did not know how to have time for each other. The dad told me that he was almost going to leave his wife, and he had no reason to leave her. He said he loved her to death. Mm-hmm. She loved him to death. It was just hard coping with with a child with autism. Mind you, he's the same age as my son, so I'm pretty sure we're, we were kind of going through the same thing, too, because I'm a single dad for a reason. I'm not, you right. know, life took a toll on me and my marriage. Um, so he's, they both stopped us and they both said how important it was to plug into this community, this autism network to reach out for such things as respite care, which is a daycare where they give parents, uh, four or five hours to themselves. They had to plug into family therapy, ABA therapy, all kinds of things to just learn how to take a step back. He said, take two steps back. Everything is okay. Life is okay. You, he expressed the same thing that you taught us, which was take care of yourself first, self-care. And when he told me this, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about the class at that time. I think I had told you about this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how important is that to somebody where we're not willing to accept that? I never would have thought of self-care before this class. I never would have. He confirmed it. And then he said, all right, well, you take care of yourself, then love your wife and get her away from the situation. Get yourselves away from the situation. It's not going to hurt anyone if you go and you you give your child to the professionals, Mm -hmm. which is something that we're having to come across. Uh, Grandparents are older and my son will run all over them. Give them to the professionals for those four hours, four or five hours. Go to dinner. Go to a movie. Just stay home. And have quiet time, he said. Mm-hmm. All of that is really important. Then don't be afraid, which is something that I've always had, to leave your son with family for the night. And go and either take the time to go be yourself, you a, a man, go fishing, go hunting, go play sports, go play golf, and your wife go do the same thing, and or do it together. But you have to take two steps back. And that was the mo- one of the most profound things that I had heard from anybody, much less a couple, much less this guy who I had sized up wrong to begin with. Um, and he said that, you know, it's so important. It's so important. And uh, what he had said to me, I would have never accepted it from anybody else because I am that helicopter dad. 
You know, I am that person who will not allow my child to be with anyone I don't know. I am that person that, okay, if I'm going to leave them with grandma and I'm going to go do something, all I have on my kids, uh, mm-hmm. on my mind is the kids. And are they breaking grandma's things? And is he, you know, hacking into their computer or mm-hmm. anything like that? I never had a free, my mind was never free of it. So when this guy was telling me of it and he started to elaborate on their on their situation and, and other things he wasn't lying he was not lying and you could see the calm you could see the peace you could see the this guy was alright you know he when he went him and his wife were talking to me I kept doing the eye movement and I kept looking at James and I kept looking at James and he was it's that stress response that you're so used to of what's he doing what's he doing what's he doing and but you saw this guy and his wife and they were in love and the guy was laughing and the guy was making light of this serious situation. And that's what I had to learn to do. I had to learn how to let light in on the whole thing. You know, it, it by no means am I saying it's a burden or was wrong. Right. It, it is heavy. It is. That's the reality. Involved. Yes, that's the reality of it. It is very involved. It is frustrating. It does lead to frustration if you don't know how to deal with it. And that's where um, that's where all of this was beneficial by going to that program. The resources, the people, the family, the outreach. The, you met some of the nicest people there. And all these people had knowledge that I had stayed away from mm-hmm. because I was too busy working. I was too busy trying to put food on the table. Too busy trying to pay the bills as a single dad. You're too busy trying to be a provider. Try, yes, yes too busy and um that is important and it is necessary but it's not the most important thing i know that now not to allow yourself to get consumed by only focusing all your being and energies and just doing that yes yes like i said um like i mentioned before where my son took up 90 percent of my time and my daughter maybe got five percent of my time and the other 5% of my time was trying to get sleep. And I was neglecting work. I was just going through robot mode. And that's all I was doing. Automatic. You're worrying about Wake automatic. Up. You do it all over again. Pay the bills. You know what needs to be paid here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's not like that anymore. But because of the evolution of my fatherhood, mm-hmm. because of this program, it's still happening, mind you. Mm-hmm. I, it is definitely... So- also, I like to also you you noticed to bring out this point. I like to bring out this point. You said you noticed something going through that experience, <clears throat> meeting these couples, talking to as you said any baby can. You you also noticed something was a little something was missing. Elaborate on that. Um. You were talking about we see all this great support for families. We see this great support for our children with autism, with moms. But you also notice because of your experience here going through fatherhood support group and now um, going through that mentor, you said you noticed something from your perspective, something interesting you shared earlier before we started this. Yes, sure, sure. yes, yes, yes. Um, the same as in everything else where uh, the fatherhood support system in any situation um, is kind of non-existent. 
Well, one thing that did catch my my attention through the Autism Network is, so far, I had like I had mentioned to you before, there's lots of support systems for moms in 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 the Autism Network. Uh, there isn't too many for fathers. I haven't heard of one. No one's reached out to me yet like they have for mom. And mind you, we've only been in this program officially two weeks. Mm-hmm. So what has caught my attention is that, mind you, I don't know if they're, I haven't done all my research to see if there really is one, but they're not reaching out to me. They're not mm-hmm. reaching out to dad. There is definitely the the, the couples a therapy for mm-hmm. children autism, but there and there is mother, too, that they've offered to mom. There isn't any for dad, so I was curious and wondering if we can ever get if there will ever be a platform for fathers with children with autism and if there right. if there isn't one can we create one so you are interested in possibly creating a support group for fathers with children with autism absolutely which i think is a very much needed support group here um, and for fathers all around. Everywhere. If San Antonio-based, obviously, would be the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. But if this could grow, I mean, obviously, the autism... So from your experience, why would that be important? To share. To share the knowledge, to share the experience. Mind you, those conversations I had with those parents were 15, 20 minutes at the most, and I had I received so much information. I... Just it, everything just grew on me. The, the angles that these parents looked at at life, the the what you expect, um, the information that I got from there, just was in in that in that two three hour period was endless. And I can only imagine if there was a platform for fathers, support groups for fathers uh, with autism, single fathers, fathers who are married. Um, all walks of life dads who are dealing with this, even for fathers who don't have custody of their children, some way, shape, or form, you need to plug in and you need to help. So mm-hmm. if there was a support group, if there was a platform for fathers just to speak, um, share knowledge, share information, share resources, I think that it would be one of the most beneficial things for the child, for the father, and then for the families as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that if something like that was to launch off, uh, there would be so many, the benefits would be on this for the child and for the parents, for the family. And uh, especially for the dad. Because now observing you from the beginning till right now, I notice a huge difference in the sense of you seem like you have more life, you have more uh, optimism, you have more, I want to do this, I can do this, and unfortunately, what's going on in the world today with a lot of fathers is fathers feel isolated. Yes. They feel cast aside. Oh, yes. They feel less support. We're not comparing our fatherhood to anything else, but fathers are feeling um, they're not being listened to. And I think you wanting to create a support system, a support group, a support network for fathers is something that will be beneficial to connect fathers to say, hey, I am experiencing this. I'm not alone. This is what we need as a dad. These are the tools that we need as a dad, as a father who wants to father their children, who wants to be nurturing dads to their children, saying, 
this is the support, these are the resources, this is where you can get them. You're not alone. But at the same time, fathers need also to vent. They also need to process their fatherhood and everything like that. And that's something you've been experiencing coming here and 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 being involved with the support network. That's that's where the venting to another father made it easier uh, because I'm like a bunch of other men in the world pride is is something that it's not easy for any of us to overcome so when i sat in this group with other fathers and then we got comfortable with each other and you help facilitate that um it's just to be able to vent and to be honest and to be able to express yourself freely um was one of the most helpful things Something that I would have never have done before. Uh-huh. I never knew that that type of support existed. I never knew that that type of conversations could be held amongst dads. And uh-huh. and the truth is, whether you're a father to a two-year-old or a 20-year-old, you're still a father. Uh-huh. And there's so many links that everybody has in common. There's so many things that everybody can share that can help somebody else out. Or uh-huh. just give you that that positive feedback hey i'm not alone mm-hmm. this can help and that's what i would love to accomplish if we started some sort of support group for fathers with children with autism fatherhood is tough alone father being a fatherhood being a father to a child with autism it's that much more involved right. i don't want to say it's difficult cuz i really don't want to make it yeah. you know seem like anything bad or it's just really involved it's really complex and mm-hmm. there's a lot going off going on in men's life period family work bills child yeah. with children ch- yeah, yeah every children everything yes. so if you had somebody if we as fathers had a platform as, for fatherhood mm-hmm. and then for fatherhood children with fathers with children with autism i think that uh, we would help more than Yes. Yeah, I think we would. That's awesome. Jerry, man, I appreciate you coming in, taking uh, part of your time to come talk to us, man. It's been awesome. And definitely, if they have any, if uh, people listening have any questions, they can go ahead and contact us through our podcast. And we'll definitely be happy to, to make a conversation about that. So, once again, Jerry, thank you, man. I appreciate you thank coming. Thank you, sir. Thank you.